The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a kick. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Aaron, it's conference championship week. It is the biggest weekend in college football, and we're going to break it all down right here on the Punt and Pass Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media. We will keep you up to date as the weekend nears. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, and Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 I am at Drew Butler 13 Rush order an imperial hat, a punt and pass imperial hat if you're going to be going to the SEC championship game or if you want to rock it, depending on who wins that SEC championship game this weekend, check out imperialsports.com. Go to our page under collaborations. That, of course, is punt and pass. And buy some sweet merch and I got to make an announcement off the top of the show. My co-host is the second overall pick in the first ever Alliance of American Football mm-hmm. League draft. He's the quarterback of the Atlanta Legends. That's right. Are we going to have a punt Talk pass for the uh, the Alliance League, Drew? You know? That's up to you, bro. That it's is heavy, up to heavy you. betting, heavy betting, which is right up your alley. The whole Absolutely. League. Now, have Dude, they, they talked to having... you about that? Can you be involved in any way, shape, or form, or no? In the betting? No, I mean, like, as far as talking about it, acknowledging it. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I should probably get that squared away with Pullian before I start <laughs> spouting my mouth off on the pun and pass. All right, well, hey, um, you got but listen, heavy, heavy gambling, though. I mean, they're already making odds for who's going to win next year, for goodness sakes, That's the Vegas odds. That's what I saw. You are playing for the Atlanta Legends. You guys, your season will be at Georgia State Stadium. Starts the yep. week after the Super Bowl. Do you have a jersey number yet? Oh, 11. There's two requirements, Atlanta 11. and then being in Atlanta. So <laughs> That was it. Those were your two. That was it. That's all. Then, then I'm fine. Then I'm happy. That's I'm, I'm, a, I'm an easy man here. Awesome. I don't ask for a lot. Hey, well, congratulations, big time. I mean, second overall pick, that's nothing to sniff at. So big time for my big time partner. Congrats, man. I know we will all certainly be watching the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, and our favorite team is already the Atlanta Legends because that's our quarterback, Aaron Murray. Congrats, dude. All right, so the college football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night. And this is it. This is the penultimate rankings. The final rankings that determine who goes to the playoff will be on Sunday. Here are your top four, Aaron. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. And coming in at number four is 
Georgia. All right, so Georgia gets punished by making it to the SEC championship game. They have to play number one. Alabama, Clemson gets an absolute cupcake. They played Pittsburgh, who's lost five games this season, just got smoked by Miami last week. They'll play the ACC championship game in Charlotte. I expect Clemson to win by 40-plus points. We'll break Mm -hmm. that down. And then Notre Dame, they're already in. They get to sit at home this weekend, get fresh, get treatment, watch film, hang out with family. That is an absolute damn joke, and I am not going to put up with it. Listen, you know what Notre Dame doesn't have, though? You talk about they they, they don't have a, a conference championship. They get to relax. Notre Dame also doesn't get to lose to Purdue. Notre Dame doesn't get to lose to Texas. Okay. Notre Dame doesn't get to lose to LSU. Notre Dame must go 12 and 0. They have to win every single game. They can't have a week off where it's like, oh, we lost. But hey, guess what? We have a conference championship. We win that. Good chance we get in. Okay. So, you know, they have to go in every single week with the mindset of, we must win this game. We can't take any team, Syracuse, FSU, Stanford, Michigan, Northwestern. We can't take anyone lightly. Because we have to go 12 and 0 to get in. Where the other schools, you lose one, you still get a chance. Correct. So that is my only defense for Notre Dame. They they did it. They're 12 and 0. They played great offensively. They played great defensively. Special teams. They took care of business. Was their schedule as tough as they are anticipating? No, that's not their fault. I mean, they they scheduled a tough season. Those teams did not perform. That's not their fault. Notre Dame's in. I love it. I'm a big fan. Oh, my god. And I gosh. love their green jerseys. Oh. Suck it, Drew. All man. right. Okay, question for you right yes. here. All right. Yes. Georgia happens to beat Alabama, let's say, on a last-second field goal or a last-second Hail Mary. All right. Oklahoma beats Texas by 21 points. Okay. And then Clemson takes care of business and wins by 40. Who is left out? Are you going to tell me? That Notre Dame is one of the four best teams in college football. If Alabama barely loses, Georgia wins the SEC, Clemson hammers Pittsburgh, obviously they're undefeated, and Oklahoma rolls over Texas. Yes, they've done everything they need to do to make it happen. I'm I'm, I'm a fan. Beat Ball State by five. I don't care. They beat won. Vandy by uh, five. We want to go through Oklahoma's season. How many times they beat one games by three points. Ohio state beat Maryland by one point And the ACC is a complete joke. So, you know, everyone has their, their, their issues and non sexiness with wins and losses and terrible conferences, and terrible schedules. Notre Dame's no different. Ohio state's no different. Like I said, Oklahoma's had some close games almost every single week to good and bad competition. And they're giving up 50-plus points. So Notre Dame's done what they need to do. They're in. I don't care what happens this weekend. Notre Dame will be in the playoffs. All right. I have to agree with you. I don't necessarily like it, but it's what's going to happen. And it's crazy that 12 or 16, however many people who are on that committee, get to make the decision. A question was asked a couple weeks ago, why is Michigan ranked ahead of Georgia? And somebody on the phone call said because they have the number one ranked total defense. They turn around and get their ass kicked 62 to 39. These people hide behind statistics, and we should just go back to the BCS computers if that's going to be the case. But, hey, here's the deal. Notre Dame, Alabama, they play by a different set of rules. That's clear. We just have to deal with it. It's going to be fun to see how it all plays out this weekend. Let's jump right into it, Murray. Let's talk about 
the SEC championship game. It's number four, Georgia, taking on number one, Alabama. Of course, it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a rematch of the 2018 National Championship game. Those images are still burned into the back of my brain. This is the first ever conference championship, Aaron, that features a rematch of the previous season's national championship game. Leave it to the SEC. All right, so let's break it down, okay? We've already said Alabama is in no matter what. Georgia, obviously, I think has to win in order to get in. There are rumblings in the media now that depending on what happens in the five and six spot, they could lose a close game and still get in. I don't buy that, Aaron. You probably Mm -mm. have been talking about this at length. Also, you will continue talking about it at length because you're going to be with the big boys this weekend. You will be doing some stuff with the SEC on CBS, so we'll all be able to check you out if you're not going to the game. Yeah, I'll be doing the pregame, so look out with the boys, Zucker, BJ, New Heisel. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. New Heisel's an enemy now, right? Because he's a coach in the AAF. Dang right he's an enemy. I don't talk to him, Mr. Yeah. Phoenix over there. Forget that guy. Uh, I'm with you, though. I, I don't see a scenario, even if, say, Alabama scores with a field goal. Yeah. Well, let's Which not say field goal because Alabama <laughs> can't yeah. kick the football. Alabama scores on a last-second touchdown there to win the go. football game. And Oklahoma wins and squeaks it out, and Ohio State squeaks it out. I still think they put Oklahoma. And I know that, that you can make a case. You can easily make a case that hey, look, look what Georgia did. No one's made a game close versus Alabama, and they could have won it. I, I, I get it, but I still think a, a conference championship does mean something, or at least a little bit of something, to the the, the committee. And I think Oklahoma and Ohio State have played well enough to then jump a two loss. Uh, a two-loss Georgia at the end of the day. So I would agree with you. Know, you. I, I definitely yeah. agree with you. And I don't think the committee wants the same exact thing to happen that happened last year, right? No. That would be a non-conference champion. Well, SEC then, 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 then you just have a, a – the first round would be Georgia and Alabama oh. all over again. I mean, that you would, know, and, and no one wants to see that no. again. I mean, I could see you me playing that in, in the national championship, but to have to play those teams – back-to-back games. I don't think the committee wants to see that at all. All right, so tell me this, and we're going to break it down here in just a second. I I want a yes or no question, and I'm going to ask you two questions. Is there any way Georgia's defense can stop Alabama from scoring 30 points? No, 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 no. Okay, is there any way Alabama's defense allows Georgia's offense to score 30 points? No. Really? Any way possible? yeah, there's a, there's definitely a way. I mean, it, it, I think the game plan for Georgia needs to be kind of what the Citadel did in the first half. And yeah. I know it's a triple option. It's different, but look at the Citadel in the time of possession. They had the ball for five minutes, seven minutes, five minutes, four minutes. Keep two Play, off the field. Keep away. Keep two off the field. I guarantee if two is on the field every three minutes, it's going to be a long day for the Bulldogs. You got to keep them off the field. Play, keep away and play field position. That's how you win this game. Run, 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 run. I know maybe you saw Auburn last week in a little up-tempo, and, and at times they were able to move fast, get to the sidelines, use their speed. I would snap the ball with like 10 seconds to go. Yeah. You know, just eat the clock up. For sure. Keep Alabama's defense on the field. Keep your defense off the field. Uh, and then keep, most importantly, keep Tua off the field. Make this a shorter game. Shorten the length mm-hmm. of this game Make that clock keep ticking. Use your running backs and then pray that your punter has the best day of his life. He and can pin to. Alabama back inside the 20 and make them drive the ball 80 plus yards every time they score a touchdown. 
that's how Georgia can make this game close, possibly play for an entire 60 minutes with Alabama. No, Run you're... it, eat up clock, and don't turn the ball over. Don't let Alabama score with 40, 40 yards to score. It's so true. I mean, I've said it a million times on this very podcast. Some of the biggest games that I've ever played in, the head coaches the night before, they say tackle better than they tackle, block better than they block, and don't turn the ball over. I think you just hit the nail on the head on what Kirby Smart will tell Georgia. It's time of possession, it's field position, and it's situational football. They've got to make the plays when they're there, Aaron. They've got to keep their offense on the field, Georgia's offense on the field. And Jake Camarda and Georgia's special teams have to win the third phase of the game and give Alabama a long field every single time. And you know what I also need to do? Make Alabama stay on the field forever. Yeah. You know, when Alabama has the ball offensively, make them Grind them down a little bit. Make them have to go eighty yards in ten plays. Okay. Or eleven plays or twelve plays. Not the you quick know, hitters explosion on, plays. You turn on Alabama and you see so many explosive plays where they flip the momentum, they get the energy, they flip the score with a forty yard touchdown, a fifty yard touchdown, sixty yard touchdown, whether it's a run or pass. Don't let that happen. If they're gonna score, make them earn it. Make them have to yeah. go for a 10 to 15 play drive, four or five minutes themselves. And, and that's another way to shorten the game is one, you shorten it by staying on the field, by running it. And two, make them, if they're going to score, make them have a five minute drive. And you cut it. If, if Alabama is averaging 11 or 12 possessions a game, cut that to nine. You know, that's how you possibly can beat this team right now. All right, so I think this is going to be a game of matchups. Obviously, that's kind of a stupid thing to say, but the most intriguing matchup to me is Georgia's offensive line against Bama's defensive line. I know Georgia's offensive line is banged up a little bit, but they have depth, and they've been playing very well over the past four to six weeks, Aaron. You look at the interior of Bama's defensive line, Quinnen Williams, Raekwon Davis. I mean, those guys are certified studs, absolute beasts they're going to want to get into the backfield disrupt any sort of play action that Georgia tries to get going and really stuff Swift and Holyfield at the line I think though I do think Georgia will be able to run the ball I you know the over under 63 and a half that seems pretty damn high to me Aaron there's a reason Alabama is a 13 and a half point favorite in this game there's a reason they have not lost or excuse me they have not won a game less than 22 points all season long they have been rolling through their entire schedule and granted georgia had one bad showing at lsu i i i like jake Fromm in this rematch i just aaron am i crazy i'm not gonna go with the media chalk everybody's saying it's gonna be 30 something to 20 something alabama i think it's gonna be different than that i don't think it'll be low scoring could it be 35 to 31 Alabama? I think Georgia covers the spread. Who knows? I have not made my prediction yet. But I just, I, something tells me this game is going to be much different than how the media is expecting it to go. I do too. And maybe it's because we both want it to be a little closer. And finally, someone give Alabama somewhat of a test. But it, it's just – I just don't know. I, I keep watching the film of Georgia's defense. I just don't think they have enough to stop this they offense. But get I, to but, Tua. Yeah, and, and they can't get the two. I mean – can't it, get to anybody. You, yeah, you can't rush four if you're Georgia. You have had no success rushing four, and, and you're just going to give two or four or five seconds. And if you want to bring five or six, he's the type of quarterback that welcomes pressure. He says, you want to bring it, that's fine. I got great receivers, the tight end, and running backs that can catch. Yep. I know where to find my one-on-one matchups. And then all of a sudden, that's how you get those big 40, 50-yard plays. 
teams want to turn up the heat. He locates the one-on-one. He makes the pass because he's accurate against man coverage. They break a tackle, and then boom, Off all of a sudden, it's a, it's a 50-yard touchdown. Yep. I mean, you got to say, hey, we're just, like I said, we're going to keep everything in front of us. Maybe we can win some matchups at, at times up front at the defense line. It's going to be tough, um, but I don't think you can roll the dice and rush four or rush five or six and blitz two and expect to have success. I think he's too good. He's too smart. And then they're too talented on the outside to win one-on-one coverage. He's going to pick you apart that way too. So it's just, it's pick your poison. No one's been able to defend them. And, and there's a reason when you have a good running game, a smart quarterback and an accurate quarterback that can beat man coverage, it's tough to beat Georgia offensively is just going to have to have the game of their life, which I think they can. Yes. I think Georgia's offense is good enough to make this game closer than what the, what the people in the media are saying. Uh, and that's why I think Georgia covers, but I, I just think Alabama right now is too good. And, and Georgia's not there just yet. They're not almost there. there. They're close. Yet. I think next year or the year after they'll be there consistently from now on. But this was, this was, this was the rebuilding year for Georgia. And yeah. It's a damn good building year to be 11 and one and face an Alabama and have even the potential to win this football game to get in the playoffs. All right, tell me this. Georgia is up 14 to 10 at half, or they're down 17 to 14 coming out of halftime. Georgia gets the ball to start the second half. Everything seems to be going just fine. Offense is moving the ball. Everything's fine. Any chance, any chance that Kirby throws in Justin Fields first drive, second half? No, 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 no. I, I when I think we saw what happened with LSU. Yeah. When you don't stick to your game plan, I mean, what's what's Georgia's game plan? Run the football, run it, utilize play action. Jake Fromm throws the ball great when he has some time in the pocket. When you get him off uh, his position from behind the center, that the half rollouts where he sets up behind the guard and tackle, and then throwing that deep cross route, throwing the comebacks, throwing that eight yard hitch, the run it on the outside, uh, and then every now and then maybe take a shot one on one, but. Stick to your gun, stick to your game plan. If you're going to use fields, use them in third and short situations, use them inside the five yard line where you add a blocker with another running back and then just power run it with him. You know, first and goal from the three yard line, line him up, get Holyfield in front of him and just follow Holyfield and follow that offensive lineman and just get in the end zone. I think that's how you can use him, but I wouldn't say he's the keys for a drive to fields at all. I, I wouldn't do it. Fromm's your guy. He's done enough, and, and you got to trust him in the big moments. Okay, tell me this before we make our predictions. Who is Alabama's X factor if they're to win the game? I mean, it's hard not to say Tua because if Tua if Tua yeah. plays Tua's ball, the game's over. I mean, there's there's just Very no true. there's no chance that Georgia if, if Tua has one of his days, it's or I think Josh Jacobs though the running back number mm-hmm. eight. I watching film on him because he's a back. And they got great backs there with Najee Harris and Damian Harris. He's a back that can hit the hole. If nothing's there, he is a sp- bounce to the outside. He's like swift. I mean, he bounces outside. He turns a three yard gain. All of a sudden he uses his speed, gets to the edge. The safeties converge. Everyone's downhill and boop. He'll pop it right out the outside and take it for a good, good gain. You see swift do the same thing. So I, I look out for the backs. I think for both teams okay. in this game, especially Alabama's backs catching the football because I think Georgia's, like I said, they're going to try to keep everything in front of them with these receivers. And and, and Tua does such a great job getting through his reads and getting down to his backs. I mean, right now, Damian Harris has 17 catches and Josh Jacobs has 15 catches on the year. I mean, that, that's pretty good for two backs, three, two catches combined for a team that has that many good receivers and tight ends. Um, 
So look for those guys catching the ball, like I said, especially with Georgia, kind of trying to keep everything in front of them. All right, and tell me who Georgia's best player has to be in order for them to win the game. Can I just say a unit? I think the offensive line. I think the offensive line, like I said, play keep away, and that starts with the offensive line being able to win the line of scrimmage in order to allow these running backs to run freely. And and we don't – and Georgia doesn't need 50-yard gains and 40-yard gains and big home runs. Yes, that'd be awesome, but just keep getting first downs. Keep getting the third and manageable. Get to third and two consistently. But that starts with the offensive line. For how good our running backs are, you're not going to be successful against Alabama if the defensive lines in the backfield or the linebackers are running through gaps. You, you must dominate. So it's going to be up to those five guys up front. I know we've mixed them up, or Georgia's yeah. mixed them up throughout the year. Whoever is up there has to do a heck of a job. I think it's the DeAndre Bros on defense. DeAndre Walker has to affect Tua somehow, some way, and DeAndre Baker has to get a turnover like he did last year in the national championship he picked off too a lot of people forget that because they don't want to remember the game but baker needs to lead that back end on the defense and walker needs to get to Tua Tungavailoa, mix it up a little bit make something happen and for alabama i went with yours too the running backs i think saban is going to try to churn this game down make it a ground and pound game you know who knows what happens but it's just tough to pick against Alabama at this point. They're a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Georgia will cover that, and if for some reason a lot of money towards the end goes heavy on Alabama and this line gets to 14 or 14-and-a-half, 14 that's an absolute no-brainer. Aaron, I'll give it to you first. What's going to happen? Give me something. I don't need a cookie-cutter pick here. Give me something, and i got to tell you this beforehand. It's okay. It's okay you went to Georgia. You can pick Georgia. Kirk Street went to Ohio State. He picked Michigan last week trying to toe the company line. Michigan got smoked. He looked like an idiot. Yeah, but I think that was a little bit more of a closer matchup than this one right here. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean I Michigan did. was rolling. Yeah, Michigan was rolling, but, I mean, we knew Ohio State had better better talent. I mean, beginning of the season, you look at those two teams and you say, Ohio State's more talented. Ohio State has more talent. And and you don't say that at all during the season, that, that Georgia has more talent than Alabama. It's just – it's unrealistically unrealistic to say. So I, I'm going with Alabama. I, I think just the, it's hard not to pick a team that's beating everyone by 20 plus points. You had the Heisman winner at quarterback. He's been untouchable. Your defense has been playing big, especially in the big time primetime games. They've been extremely dominant. I got Alabama, but I do think it's going to be closer than people think. I think this is a fourth quarter game and Alabama wins by Nine points. Nine point Alabama victory. I think there is a chance Georgia wins this game. I think if anybody's walking into that stadium, Alabama or Georgia or indifferent, thinking that this is a 100% chance Alabama walks out with a victory, you're wrong. I mean, Georgia has the talent. Georgia has the coaching. Georgia has the preparation to go in there and get a victory. Now, here's the kicker. Alabama has yet to have a four-quarter game all season long. Alabama has not beaten a team less than 22 points all season long. Alabama also knows that win or lose, they're getting into the college football playoff. I'm sure Nick Saban has his boys on notice for that, but they didn't even play in this game last year. These guys are hungry for an SEC championship. Georgia's just as hungry to defend that championship. I think Georgia scores 30 points. I really do. I think Georgia's going to be able to find success. Hopefully, Jim Chaney, the offensive coordinator, doesn't deviate from what is working like he did in the second half of the national championship game last year. 
I think Bama scores 30 points as well. So Georgia's going to cover here. And I would think that this could be like a 35 to 31 football game. I really do think it's going to be a four-quarter battle. I think Georgia has a chance to win. But right now, my official prediction is that Alabama is going to win 35 to 31. And who knows, Georgia could still get into the college football playoff with a great showing like that. So it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to be there. I'm fired up to be there. I'll be at SEC Fanfare also. I know Aaron will be there as well. Atlanta's going to be on fire. Hopefully the rain passes. It doesn't look like it will. All right, give me some picks on these last games. I know you got to go get a haircut to look good on CBS this weekend. Got to look good on CBS this Pac-12 weekend. Pac-12 championship, boring. None of these teams can even get into the college football playoff. Number 17, Utah, taking on number 10, Washington. Washington's a five-point favorite. This one's played in Levi's Stadium where the Super Bowl will be this year. Are you even going to watch this? It's on Friday night, but Washington's going to beat Utah, right? I mean, Utah, I mean, Utah, you look at them in the past even few years. I mean, they, they find ways to win pretty big games, but it's going to be a very defensive, defensive football game. I mean, look what I know it was bad weather last week, but look what Washington did to Wazoo in that offense last week, shutting it down. This is still a very good defensive team. Utah, I believe, with a young quarterback playing right now. Um, I like, I like, I like Washington. Miles Gaskin at running backs had a tremendous year. Um, that's I, I think they I think running the football and playing great defense. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. What's the spread on this one? Five. Five. Uh, I got Utah. Like I said, I don't think I don't think either team can really? score consistently, okay. and I don't think either team can score a lot. I think they're two good defenses. I think Washington defense is a little bit better. Um, but I think I think Utah's a chance to keep this thing pretty close. All right, next game, I think Washington's going to win and cover. Next game, ACC championship, boring again. Clemson's a twenty-seven oh, and a half point favorite. What a number great two, conference Clemson against number twenty-four Pittsburgh. It's in Charlotte. I mean, this could not be less interesting. Clemson's going to win by forty points. They're going to win by forty points. They're going to blow them out. There's no chance Pitt even keeps it competitive. Clemson may even have an opportunity to sneak into the number one spot, depending on what happens in the SEC championship game. Alabama win or lose. If they show any chink in the armor, I think they could have a chance to sleep no. into the number Listen, one. Listen, no, 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 no. If they just no. blow There's them no out chance. again. No. I don't care if it's a three-point game and Alabama beat Georgia by three or one. What if Alabama Alabama's loses? going to be number one. If Alabama loses, yes. That's the, you didn't say that, though. If I said, Alabama I, loses, yes. I said with any result. Okay. If Alabama loses, yes, obviously. Okay. But if Alabama wins and then I can, they win by half a damn point, they're going to be the number one team in the nation heading into the playoffs. So yes. I agree. Clemson, too dominant offense, defense. Pittsburgh just got their butt waxed by Miami, and oh. Miami's not very good at all this year. Um, this is going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly pretty fast. Hey, Notre Dame has like a quasi relationship with the ACC. They should be playing in the ACC championship game this week. True, get joke. off Notre Dame. It's a Jeez, joke. I'm all over Leave it. Alone until they play in the playoffs. Just leave them alone. I'm all Nothing you them. say right now is going to affect <laughs> Notre Dame getting in the playoffs. All they right. are in. It's a lock. A team That's that, it. A, a team that sorry. does have a chance to make a statement this weekend is in the Big Ten. The Big Ten Championships, number 21, Northwestern, against number 6, Ohio State. Ohio State's a two-touchdown favorite. They've been so inconsistent all season long. They flashed last week against Michigan, putting up 62 points. They've got to beat Northwestern. By like 40 plus just to even put their name in the hat 
for the college football playoff? What's going to happen here? I don't even think that's going to help. I mean, if Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's in. Plain and simple, the committee made a statement by putting Oklahoma at five and Ohio State at six. They said, hey, if Oklahoma wins, they're in because they're playing a, a way better team in Texas. I know Northwestern's had their moments this year and have had some close losses, but still Texas is a better team. The committee knows it. So Ohio State needs some help, and obviously they need to win this game. I don't, I don't think it matters if they win by seven or ten. If o- if Ohio State or excuse me, if Oklahoma loses and 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 Alabama wins, Ohio State will be in the playoffs. Uh, they just need a win first to make sure they need to play like the, they played versus Michigan uh, last week. So I think I think they got some some juice on offense. Dwayne Haskins looked like he looked to start the season off as one of the top two guys for the Heisman race. Uh, I think he carries that over this week against Northwestern. I think the team feels really, really good. I think they're excited. I think they know what's on the line. The only question I have is the games at eight in Indianapolis, the games at eight in the Texas, Oklahoma games at noon. Yes. And then the Georgia game versus Alabama is at four. So at that point, Ohio state may know their fate. Yeah. You know, if, if, if Oklahoma wins and Alabama wins, um, it doesn't even matter really the SEC game. If it's all it's all about Oklahoma. If Oklahoma wins, you may be looking at a deflated Ohio State team. Yeah, that's a good way to so put it. So I mean, that, that's real this, too. Yeah, if there's any way I can make this bet after the Oklahoma game, uh, I think Get that'd be in. more fair. Okay, cool. So we'll watch the line after <laughs> no, the Oklahoma okay, we'll make, game. We'll make a pre and then a I think Oklahoma, I think Ohio State regardless covers. Yeah, I think I do. So, I think their too. offense and Dwayne Haskins will cover. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Big 12 Championship. It's at noon. Number nine, Texas versus number five, Oklahoma. It's the second rendition of the Red River Shootout in 2018. Texas won 48-45 to back in October on the foot of Dicker, the kicker. And Aaron, get this. It's the first ever Oklahoma-Texas Big 12 Championship matchup. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. Oklahoma does not have a defense. They don't have a defense. It'll just be dependent on if Texas can come out of the gates firing like they did back in October. Well, they're going to need to offensively the last couple of weeks for Texas has not been great. And it's funny. We're not saying great. They only scored 24 points in each of the games, uh, but against Kansas, they should have had a better performance. They only won 24, 17. Uh, There's going to be another high scoring game. I like Oklahoma though. Kyler Murray. I think they, they got to figure it out. I think they're going to come off a little bit of a hotter start than they did last time versus Texas. Texas has a chance. So obviously they beat them the first time they played. I think they, they have that confidence that, Hey, we can compete with Oklahoma. We're pretty darn good ourselves, but I just think right now, Oklahoma's playing too good of football, especially offensively with Kyler Murray. I mean, he's just in a different zone right now. Uh, so I got, I got Oklahoma in the game. I'm going to take Oklahoma here too. I like them on the turf inside AT&T stadium. That's a fast group of dudes. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to be able to get a little bit of revenge on Texas. Aaron, there were eight, SEC teams in the college football playoff, top 25, Alabama 4-0 against their opponents, Georgia 3-1 against their opponents. I think, I honestly do think there's a chance that two SEC teams could be in the college football playoff. I can't wait for the game on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to walk in there with confidence, and I'm going to walk in there with curbed expectations because my heart and soul got crushed a year ago. I'm just going to have a good time. I'm going to be That's with my wife for. Hey, who listen, went to Alabama. We're like going to have said, a good you're, time. If you're a Georgia fan, and, and we, we just said it, I just said it a little bit ago, this was supposed to be rebuilding year. Yeah. You're 11-1. and one, You're in the SEC championship game, and you, and, and you do have a chance. There is a chance if you play a great football game in Alabama, you know, you, they have a couple mistakes. This could happen. 
But regardless of the situation, I think all Georgia fans are going to be happy saying, hey, we are either going to be 12 and one going to the playoffs or we're going to be 11 and two and we're going to the Sugar Bowl. That's Absolutely. a damn good season. Yeah, if that's you're a, a great season. You're totally right. And have fun. Be confident. Georgia yes. has a real legit chance. Don't listen to the media vortex out there that says it'll be 30-something to 20-something. Don't listen to the media vortex out there that says Alabama's going to win 100%. And watch Aaron on SEC CBS this week, pregame show. He'll bring fire takes. No oh, cookie cutter analysis. Bring the juice. And also go get your damn purple gear for the the legends. The legends. Let's go. Absolutely. All right. Hey, it'll hey, be- if, if, if the dogs and Falcons can't win the championship, the legends can, y'all baby. Are like, Let's go. Y'all are like ranked seventh in Vegas. We got to get that. Okay. No out. one knows what's over going it. on. I'm getting, the odd. I'm getting on these that, odds. You know what that means, Drew? That means More bigger payout me. for you once yeah, we do. Bigger damn payout. No doubt. Huge weekend ahead, Aaron. Appreciate you. Follow us on social media at punt and pass on twitter and instagram aaron is at aaron marie 11 and i am at drew butler 13 we will talk to you on monday see you